Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo starts now. now. Straight up, two o'clock on this Friday afternoon. Good afternoon, and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. My name is Dave Burns, alongside the one, the only John Gambadoro. Hi, Gambo. Burnsy, what's going on? So, I've, okay, you're not the uh. only one here with sources now. I've got sources, okay? And my sources are telling me that you've been running around like a chicken with your head cut off for about the last 15 minutes. Can you confirm or deny these reports, Gambo? What was I doing? I don't know. I, Lauren just said you were running. Every time she saw you, you were running. You were running yeah. here. You were running there. Yeah. You were sprinting this, well, that I, way, and I, this way. I have been on the phone with a few different teams in the last half hour or so. Okay. Just checking on things. So I've spoken with several NBA teams over the last you know half hour, forty five minutes. Just do you do this while running to challenge yourself, uh, or just, or is this... I do it because I end up talking too long, and then I got to run because I got to get stuff, and then. Uh, yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. So I'm missing a lot of running back there. Okay, this is my yes. last day from yes. home, so I'm I'm sorry I'm not there to... Uh, <laughs> Laura just made it sound like it was a little chaotic the last 15 it's, or 20 like, it's just always, like It's just... It's everything. Oh. This is chaotic. It's now the this, trade this, deadline, chasing stuff, information. I mean... That's Kyrie's story chaotic. falling in our lap. It's like, uh, oh, okay. Uh, huh. Let's... let's uh, talk about we've, we've got a lot of Suns content today yeah. um, as soon you know if we hear anything about the Cardinals coaching and, and of course we won't get too far away from that um, we'll, we'll we'll talk Cardinals a little bit too um, but given that we, there just hasn't been much in the way of news we do have a lot it's a kind of a Suns heavy show today and with good reason let's weigh in on our top story of the day here on the Burns and Gambo show Burns and Gambo the weigh in Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. So, initially, and we still will, weigh in on the Suns beginning a five-game road trip tonight in Boston taking on the Celtics. And and obviously, one of the best teams in the league. Obviously, the last two times they played, it did not go very well for the Suns. Uh, We got some news about Cam Johnson. Apparently, he is not going to play tonight due to injury management. So, you know, that just got a little bit tougher. But, holy smokes, this Kyrie thing got hot in a hurry, didn't it? Not surprising. Not surprising. Here's what I was told just a short time ago when I was doing my running. Um, This this is not surprising at all. He wanted a deal like what Bradley Beal, Damon Lillard, and KD got. He's not happy about it. He wanted the same max deal. They were not willing to get him what he wanted. They have been in negotiations for a little while now. And in his position, he felt like, look, I delivered KD to you. You wouldn't have KD if it wasn't for me. I delivered him to you. But the Nets were unwilling to give him what he wanted. If they would have given him what he wanted, everything would have been fine. But he wants what Beal got. He wants what Lillard got. He wants what KD got. And they are unwilling to do it. And again, he brokered the deal. He got KD there. So he felt like they owed him a little bit there. So, you know, now he has asked for a trade. We We will see what the fit is. I'm sure we will talk about a KD to Phoenix is a I'm not KD but a Kyrie to Phoenix and whether there's a possibility or not well I, go ahead no I was just gonna say I, I mean I, th- there are reports now 
linking Kyrie to the Phoenix Suns. And I, as surprised as I might be to see him, I was a little surprised when I got the phone call, given that I'm working from home. I was a little surprised to see Chris Haynes of Yahoo and TNT tweeting out that Phoenix is viewed as one of the few teams capable of facilitating a deal with Brooklyn that could keep both teams in championship pursuit. Mm-hmm. Sham Sharania tweeting out the Lakers, Suns, and Mavericks have emerged as potential suitors for Nets all-star starter Kyrie Irving. Uh, Woj tweeted out a report. He mentioned the Lakers, and of course everyone's going to connect the dots with the Lakers. But I don't see how that could work. I don't see how after Kevin Durant blasted Westbrook on his burner account for a year, I don't, I don't, know, how, I don't know how KD and Westbrook could reunite. I mean, KD had a burner account. And he was blasting Westbrook. Yeah, you know, I, don't. There's, there's no, I just don't see that as a possibility. I, I'll, I'll give you that. And, and I mean, some of these just don't, don't really hold up to scrutiny. Like everyone associates Kyrie with the Lakers because of LeBron and LeBron and Kyrie with the Cavs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, I get all that. The actual how it would work, or that's where things tend to get gummed up a little bit. Now, I'm not gonna lie to you. When this news about Kyrie broke, what was it about two hours ago that he had asked for a trade? My first thought was no. No, 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 no. And get ready for that word, by the way. There's a lot of that coming up in the next segment of the show. Uh, that's a little foreshadowing for you. Uh, my first thought with Kyrie was to just forget it. I, let's, I'd rather talk about whether this stokes up the fires of KD coming back to the Suns, not Kyrie coming to the Suns. Cambo, I'm shocked to see the Suns being affiliated with Kyrie Irving this close to the trade deadline. I was not expecting this at all today. Well, not you get all. you you get how many years Kyrie's 30. What's Chris? 37? Yeah. You get if you could do a Kyrie for I would do it. I would do it. You get 7 years younger and then you know you you're able to you you have Kyrie is great player and just for this and everything, year by the way great his, player his contract oh, yeah, you'd have to in. you'd have to redo it i mean listen you only have you have chris paul for next year so it's just this year and, and next year you know you would if you made that trade you would probably want to keep Kyrie for the next, as your point guard to replace chris paul would you though sure he's a would great player you? he's he's Campbell, he is as unreliable as they come. Sure. He, I mean, there's, there's nothing about him that you can count on. Nothing. I mean, okay, short term, you can convince me in the short term this is an upgrade. You can convince me that for the now, okay, let's swap him in for Chris Paul and let's see how that changes the dynamic. And, and, and I'll at least go down that hypothetical road. But the idea of re-signing Kyrie, uh-uh, 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 not for me. Yeah, no, thank you. I get it. I he's, get it. He's just, too, he's just too much of a wild card, man. He, he's he's our friend Bobby Marks. He tweeted out something about how Kyrie is absolutely a max player, but would I sign him to a four-year contract? No, I don't even know if I'd sign him to a two-year contract. He's just so hard to predict. But when you're the Phoenix do. Suns and you've never won a championship, sometimes you have to take risks. Yes. You know, you took, you know, that's a risk. You, you know, he is like he burns. He's averaging 27 points per game. He's shooting 49% from the field, 37.5% from three point range. He's not the same playmaker Chris is, but he is as, he's a, he's a great, great scorer in this game. One of the truly great scorers in the game. So, 
if you know Chris is thirty seven, so as unreliable as he is, I mean, wouldn't you say the same thing in some ways about oh, Chris? Oh, one hundred percent. No, no, no. I it, would just, just I would gain seven years of age. Yeah, and 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 just so we're clear about this, and again, I want to make sure I'm I'm clear about this. If if the conversation is about Kyrie Irving now for the rest of the season, I'm open to having that conversation. I'm talking specifically about re-signing him to some kind of an extension. I, I'm talking about counting on him next year, the year after, beyond. That's that's where you and I, you know, I don't know how you feel about that specifically. There is no denying in the short term what Kyrie Irving could do for this basketball team. I just don't know long term if I'd want to give him a max contract and expect that to work out, given given his checkered it, it's, past. It's, it's, it's fair. It's fair. The question is, when Chris is gone, who's your point guard? And we don't know the answer to that. If you say Kyrie Irving's your point guard, and you've got a team of Kyrie and Devin and McHale and DA. Now, again, I don't think you could keep all those salaries, so somebody's got to go. Yeah. Somebody's got to go. But, um, you know, right now, you haven't re-signed Cam. But, you know, you, what Kyrie's making a little bit more than Chris is. I think Kyrie makes $36 million a year. Chris is at $30 million a year. Okay, so just right now, would you do this year, just this year, would you trade Paul for Kyrie? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me this. Why don't I get to ask you this? Um, because, I don't know, I beat you to the punch? <laughs> you, you did. You beat me to the punch. Um, would I do that? Would I do that? Would I? I would. God, my God. I, don't trust, I don't trust Chris with his age. You know, I don't. I just don't cr- trust Chris to get me through four series in the playoffs at his age. Where Kyrie, I mean, Kyrie, go get your. Listen, this is just okay. On January twenty eighth against the Knicks, he had thirty two. On January twenty sixth against Detroit, he had forty. On January twenty second against Golden State, he had thirty eight. On January twentieth against Utah, he had forty eight. Yeah, okay, come on. Like, you know, yeah. I'll take Kyrie Irving over Chris Paul right Look, now. He's an undeniable short term upgrade. It's undeniable. I'd do it. I'd do it. Right. It's, a, it's an undeniable short term upgrade. I just, anything beyond this year. That to me is well, where we'll just I'm slap at. him with the franchise tag for a year. Okay, <laughs> oh, yeah, wrong sport. I'm teasing. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? We'll put the uh, franchise tag on Kyrie. You got him for a year. Five thirty tip time tonight. The Suns taking on the Boston Celtics. Cam Johnson has been ruled out due to injury management. Devin Booker has already been ruled out for this game. Uh, campaign's not going to be reevaluated for another week, so they're still a ways away from him making a return. This one's you know got a little bit of a knife to a gunfight feel to it. Uh, we'll. See it starts at 5.30. You'll hear it on ESPN 620. I assure you, for the last half hour of our show, we'll keep you completely updated on what's going on with that game. When we come back, um, no, 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 no. No, 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 I don't know more. I'm tired whole, of waking up on the floor. A whole lot of no. No, thank you, please. It only makes me sneeze. On the Burns and Cambo Show next no, no, here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. And Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. John Gambadoro, Dave Burns, 
together with you on this Friday afternoon going into the weekend. Of course, next week is going to be crazy around here with the Super Bowl. We'll be doing a lot of our shows next week from downtown Phoenix. Of course, we're expecting a Matt Ishbia press conference, introductory press conference next week. Uh, NBA trade deadline is next week. Who knows about a Cardinals head coach and when that comes down. Uh, but that trade deadline, that date's been circled now in red for a long, long time. We haven't gone a day without talking about it here on Burns and Gambo. And uh, a lot of names, Gambo. We've thrown out a lot of names as possibilities, media reports, suggestions, speculation. What about this guy? What about that guy? Uh, it sounds like you have come today to put an end to some of that noise. Well, I mean, okay, you can ask me, but there's a lot of rumors out there. There's a lot of, uh, and not just rumors, reports from, you know, reporters that cover the NBA for a long time that they've heard this, they've heard that. And, you know, we've shot down a lot of them, and there's a lot of them that are still out there. So, I mean, I guess we could take it one by one or however you want to do it. But um, there are there are just so many of them out there to track down. Look, the Suns are going to cha- trade Jay Crowder. It's just a lot of the stuff you've heard is probably not going to happen. All right. Yeah. OG Ananobi. Oh, are we going to do this for everyone? No, we're just going to keep it on a loop. <laughs> no, I do. I, 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 the Suns are not going to get OG Ananobi from the Toronto Raptors. It's not going to happen. That's it? What else you got for me? Oh, no, I thought maybe you were going to flesh it out a little bit. You were going to paint a yeah. picture with some words. I thought you were no, going to no, no, do the a, Gambo thing. No? no? Nope. Uh, all right. Well, then, how about those three dudes from the Milwaukee Bucks? Nawara, George Hill, and uh, Serge Ibaka. Yeah. I'm going to keep playing boys to call. There's not going to be a Milwaukee trade for Abaka Hill and Nawara. That's not going to happen either. Okay. Uh, Even though the Bucs have been granted permission to talk to Jay. By the way, they're not the only team that's been granted permission to talk to Jay Crowder. But no OG Ananobi. No trade for Abaka Hill and Nawara. You got another one? Uh, All right. A name I saw for the first time today. How about Alex Caruso? <laughs> okay, this is getting, this is getting. Uh, no, Alex Caruso. That is a name that's been rumored to come to the Phoenix Suns. The Suns will not be trading for Alex Caruso. You got another one, John Collins. Suns are not going to be trading for John Collins. Is the music the Atlanta doing the speaking Hawks. for you? Is this sometimes? Usually, sometimes. Okay. Yeah, Kobe White. You got another one, Kobe White. Suns are not going to be trading for Kobe White. Even though that's been rumored, Jay Crowder for Kobe White. Good player, but that's not going to happen. At this point, after this segment, I don't think the Suns are going to be trading for us. Uh, Max Struess, Josh Richardson. Okay. Nope, I know Miami likes Jay Crowder, but you're not going to get Struess and Richardson for Jay Crowder. That's not going to happen either. All right, I haven't seen this one, but since I'm going off the cheat sheet that you provided me here, Cam Reddish, I haven't heard a lot of Cam Reddish talk for Jay Crowder. No Abaka, Hill, Nawara, OG, Caruso, Reddish, Collins, Kobe White, Struess, Richardson. None of those trades are going to happen for the Phoenix Suns. They are going to trade Jay Crowder. But it is very likely going to be for somebody that you have not heard of in any of these reports. 
Real okay. See, well now, okay, hold on. Okay, let's fade the music down so we can actually have a have a semi serious conversation yeah. about this. I enjoyed right, that. So, that was fun. I, I'm, I know. I know you did. I know you did. You you can never get enough Blue Oyster Cult. You John Gambadoro. You yeah. never can. Um, all right, let's let's talk about this a little bit yeah. because because okay. OG, all right, we're never getting OG and Anobi for Jay Crowder. I mean, who actually believed that? I mean, unless there were more things attached to Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder by himself was never going to be enough to get OG and Anobi. So, so that's that to me doesn't fall within the purview of a Jay Crowder trade. Agreed? Yes. Okay. Because mm-hmm. Jay, Jay Crowder straight up by would himself, you, you weren't getting deal. OG and Anobi for Jay Crowder. No, would have been that. No, would have been part of you know part of the deal. Part, okay. Part of the he deal. would have been part of the deal, but yeah. but you would have had to give up draft picks yes. and and other players and and better than that. Jay Crowder is just not good enough to get OG and Anobi. So so are are you telling me as a point of clarification that OG to the Suns is dead? Will not happen no matter who it is the Suns are including in that trade. Yes. Or are we just talking? About Jay Crowder trades here. No, uh, OG Ananobian is not going to come to the Suns. Wow. Yeah. Any particular reason why? I mean, I don't, have, I don't have everything for you. I'm just telling you that that's not going to happen. It's like it's it's not going to happen. I don't. You know, I, I the Suns, I believe, are open to moving a draft pick. I, I think that they're they're open to it. It's not like that they wouldn't do it. But I don't think that OG Ananobi is the player they're after. I don't think that that's the guy they're going to get right now. Now, maybe the price tag's too high, or maybe it's, a, you know, maybe the injury history could be a factor, or what you may have to pay him in a couple. I don't know. But um, it's an interesting name. It's an intriguing name. If he does get dealt, and he could, then I would think that it's going to be to somebody other than the Phoenix Suns. All right, let's go back to something you said a second ago. Um Jay Crowder, you said the Bucks weren't the only team that Jay Crowder got permission to speak to? Yes. Okay. The, there have been, the, the other teams have been granted permission to speak to Jay Crowder. Every team that is asked about Jay, at some point, they, you know, they want to speak to him. They want to see if they're a good fit. They want to see if he'd be interested in what it would take. Like, they want to talk. Like, it's not like we'll just trade for you. So, you know, there is some, you know, there these teams do, well, he hasn't played in a long time. So, these teams that are calling about Jay, the ones that have been interested, they do have they do want to talk to Jay, want to talk to his agent, so I I can tell you that the Bucks are not the only team that the Suns have granted permission to speak to Jay. There have been others. So it's not just the Bucks. All right. so you, so you know, with a little help from Kyler Murray here, who you know, is is putting it as succinctly as you are. No, 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 no. We we no. no 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 no. There's two things we can surmise from the information that you've got here. Okay, number one, and you said it yourself just a second ago. If the Suns are going to make a trade next Thursday, it's not going to be for any of these guys. It's not it's it, it's not going to be for any of these guys. So either they're going to trade for somebody who's not one of these guys, or it's going to be a very quiet trade deadline for the Phoenix Suns, which unfortunately has kind of become par for the course for the Phoenix Suns. No, I think it? that I think the Suns like. I really do think they're going to make a move. I just don't think that 
you know, the a lot of the reports that come out there, a lot of the reports, you know, you try to tie players to teams. And, you know, you know what I do? What I do is I, I try to find out if there's anything to it. Is there any teeth to it? Now, I can't rule out Kyrie right now because I don't I, I'm not sure I'm not going to rule out Kyrie Irving. Um, but, you know, sometimes it takes a couple of days. Sometimes it takes more than. But, you know, I, I end up chasing just about every rumor that comes out, whether it's Mark Stein or Shams or Woj or, you know, you know, you name, you know, any of the guys that, that cover the NBA for a long time. I end up, you know, if they, somebody puts something out there that they heard, I do end up checking on it. I mean, I really do. And you know that. I check on this stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times I could rule out players. So I, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm ruling out these players. I, mean, I am ruling out that some of these players I've ruled out before and I've ruled out other players too that we've discussed and talked about. I, I feel like a trade is going to happen and it'll be for a guy that we just have not really discussed. Well, and again, and I want to make sure that we're clear about this. Okay. We've, and we've talked about this. We've had this kind of level of conversation about this. There's two levels of trades that we're talking here. There's a Jay Crowder trade, which is going to happen. Okay. If it doesn't, then it might be the most absurd story of the last five years in Valley sports. He okay that Jay Crowder is going to get traded. It's to me there's that trade and then there's the next level trade. There's the you know are we just talking about Jay Crowder and shipping him out and getting whatever back in return? Okay, then there's like next level trade that may or may not include Jay, right? Where Jay is packaged with multiple players and multiple draft picks and it yields a big return. Or maybe there's a separate trade that has nothing to do with Jay Crowder that brings in a great player or a franchise altering kind of moment. I, I, I think there's no doubt Jay Crowder is going to get traded sometime in the next six days. Uh, and if he doesn't, then we're all going to have a real good laugh about it once we get over how pissed we are about it. I, I think the big question for Suns fans is what else beyond a Jay Crowder trade? Right? Like right, what else? Right. That, that's because the, the, Jay Crowder predictable. What else beyond a Jay Crowder trade? Because I don't think anybody at this point is expecting greatness out of a Jay Crowder trade anymore. It, no, I, expecting it to get done. I, I think the interesting thing, and I was thinking about this on my drive in. I mean, if now Jay Crowder's still here, and new players that weren't even available back in November, December, early January, uh, now have emerged as players that you may be able to go after. You may be able to go out and get, and so maybe that's a positive there in not having traded Jay is that he could be part of a package, a bigger package now, with some players who have just, like Kyrie Irving. I mean, did any Kyrie Irving wasn't available three weeks ago when he was dropping 48 and 50 in a game. Like, he wasn't available. Right. But now he is. So there is a positive to still having that expiring contract of Jay Crowder to maybe use in a potential deal because you didn't trade him two months ago, three months ago. All right. Well, thank you for providing some clarification. I hope nobody out there is too dis- I'm, I'm disappointed about the OG thing. The rest of them, eh. The yeah, I get them, it. I get uh, it. You know, I mean, Alex, I was kind of interested in Alex Caruso. I'm not going to lie to you. As a backup point guard, I, I had some interest in that given, given you know, campaigns, uncertainty. Um, I'm disappointed in the OG thing. I, I really am. I, I Depending on how much the cost would have been. But, I, I, you know, it's always good to have clarification and know what's not going to happen. So as discouraging as it might be, I'm sure people appreciate that. Uh, Zach Allen, Byron Murphy, Kelvin Beecham, Will Hernandez. Is four names the Cardinals could try to bring back this offseason. The question is, like everything else we're talking about today, at what cost 
That's next. Burns and Gambo. The Burns and Gambo need to know. Twitter poll presented by Sanderson Ford. Eric is with us with today's Twitter poll question of the day. I imagine we've probably changed this a few times today. It just feels like it's been one of those days where trying to get a read on everything has been tough because that little target keeps moving. But uh, what do you got for us today, Rips? A pretty simple question for a rather big story right now. You guys already answered it, but we had to pose it to the people. Do you want the Suns to trade for Kyrie Irving? I gave you three options. Yes, meh, and no. I'm going to guess that the yes votes are in the 40s. I'm going to say like 46, 47%. Yes. I, I, say, I, I say yes. Yeah, I, I'm... See, my difference, Bernstein, when you were trading for Kevin Durant, and I understand trading for Kevin Durant, but you were... Remember what you were going to have to give up to get him? Like five first-round draft picks and mm-hmm. and then pick swaps and then DA and or Cam and McHale. Or, like, getting Durant was going to cost you the farm. Like, the, far, the whole farm. And... Kyrie might not be that. It might, you know, it might be a lot easier to obtain Kyrie, who's a great. So you could get a great player in this league without how it happened to give up the assets that you did that you would have for Kevin Durant. Yeah, I would imagine at this point the Brooklyn Nets are, are ready to wash their hands of him. And I did, I laughed out loud uh, when Eric was doing his Sports Center update, the Woj tweet about uh, rival teams are far more interested in calling the Nets about Kevin Durant than they are about Kyrie. Well, that's, that's a great. discussion we have to have. We're going to oh, have to sure. have this. If yeah. Kyrie wants out, what's KD thinking right now? Yeah. What's yeah. KD thinking? Is he going to want out again, too? Because then that reopens this KD to the Suns talk. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right, Rubes, uh, what do you got? What's our poll? What's uh, the results so far? The votes are pouring in on this one. If you want to add yours to it, go to at Burns and Gambo on Twitter. One word. But leading the way at 43.1% is a big fat no on trading for Kyrie Irving. <laughs> in second place at 33.9% is a big fat yes for Kyrie Irving. 23 percent somewhere in the middle going Meh. and we did put a follow-up poll saying would you rather have chris paul or kyrie irving for this season only that one's an overwhelming 65 percent rolling with kyrie okay see so now that okay that that to me is pretty revealing oh um, yeah that is revealing I, I think that's pretty revealing because th- there's just no question that i mean we have trust issues with chris right i i mean we love him we love what he's done for the organization we will we will you know never think ill of him but it, it, do we all not have question marks about chris's ability to maintain a certain level of production not only the rest of the season but the postseason yes uh, yeah i mean we do mm-hmm. it's 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 fair it's it's fair it's to wonder how much you know gas he's going to have left in the tank, no matter how many games he's missed. You don't have to worry about that with Kyrie Irving. You have to worry about ten thousand other things with Kyrie, but you don't have to worry about that. And if you only you've only got him around for a little bit, then maybe you're willing to bend on that. If you're the Suns, boy, that would be if Ishbia really is taking over next week. That would be one hell of a splash if something like that were to happen. Um, the, the Kevin Durant stuff, we'll probably talk about at three because. That's. I, I think we. Gambo's right. We need to. Have
have a conversation now about whether the door is open again for Kevin Durant and if the Suns need to get back into that conversation when it comes to KD. I think that's something we need to have to talk about, but I, I would find it highly unlikely the Nets are thinking about trade him. Let's talk about the Cardinals for a few minutes. We got um, nothing new on the coaching front yet. I, 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 I've had this feeling, Gambo, the last couple of days. I really had it this morning when I woke up. I thought today's the day. We're going to find out today who the coach is for the Cardinals. I don't know why. I just thought today was going to be the day. It's 2.37. I don't think today is the day. I don't think we're finding out. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we'll find out at some point during our show. Um, but certainly one of the big decisions they're going to have to make now this offseason is some of their own free agents and which ones they're going to want to have to pay to bring back. And uh, Pro Football Focus, and I saw this story on ArizonaCardinals.com, projected the salaries for the four Cardinals free agents that they have in their top 100. Leading the way is Zach Allen. They think he's going to get three years, $37.5 million, with about $26 million in guaranteed money. Fair. I think that's, uh, I, I saw that when you sent it over, and the only thing I could think of, that that's kind of fair. Like, I know he, what, he had five and a half sacks last year, mm-hmm. but he's an emerging player. He seems to be getting, you know, better, and, you know, especially with their lack of a pass rush right now, not having one. When I looked at that number, I said, yeah, listen, he's a good young player. He, he works hard, and I think that he's going to have eventually one of those breakout years to where he's like, where he, Kind of has those 10 sacks. So if you could get him for three years at, you know, about $12 million a year, I think that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I think it is too. I think it's the, it's the second one that I'm a little nervous. Uh, To me, Zach Allen is the no brainer of all no brainers. Uh, He's, he's a guy you should want to keep. He's a guy who was productive. He was a guy I think you had a, and especially with JJ Watt not being here next year, I think that's a no brainer for me for 26 million guaranteed. I'd like to have him back. Byron Murphy, three years, $26 million, $16.25 million guaranteed. It's not a lot of money. No. It's not a lot of money. When he's been on the field, he's been productive. Boy, he missed a lot of time this year. And maybe I'm thinking about that when I'm thinking about him. Yeah, I think that that's the only reason why that number is as low as it is. I was kind of blown away. I said, this is a guy who could be a number one cornerback. He could cover inside. He could cover outside. The versatility, to me, I thought that number was low. The 26, because that's like less than $9 million a year with only 16 guaranteed. But maybe the injuries are a factor there. But I thought that that was, uh, that was a little bit low because, to me, he's a really good player uh, because of that versatility inside outside so I thought that number would be a little bit higher if they could get him for that I'd love it yeah the the okay last year he played in nine games the year before that 16 the year before that 15 the year before that 16 so admittedly there's a little bit of recency bias going into that mm, I'm not so sure I mean look it's a, it's a position the Cardinals have really um, underfunded I guess is the best way of putting it the last few years uh, it, it's not been it's been one where that we're constantly talking about who the answer is and where they're going to find the answer and things like that. I, 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 if at that price, I have no problem keeping him at that price because I think for the most part, maybe his injury stuff was just kind of a one-year thing. The other two are interesting, and, and it, it's not for a lot of money, so it, don't be blown away by the price tag here. The next one on the list is tackle Kelvin Beecham. Two years, three million dollars, two million guaranteed. I'd give him the check right now. Here's the two. Like he is a ter- he was. A- 
only guy that played in every game for them on that offensive line. Yes. He's a leader. He's a good player. I think he would get more than that. I think that's a low number. Um, and he can play both tackle positions. He's just a solid guy. Now, eventually, you may want him to transition into being your third tackle instead of your second, and he would be fine at that. But I, he's a great guy to have on your team. So I would do everything I could to bring back Kelvin Beecham. The two questions I have about him, number one, is he going to retire? There's been some speculation that he might, that he, he's 34 years old and that he might walk away from the game. And then question number two is about Josh Jones. And we're going to talk about him a little bit later. Um, but he's a guy you drafted in the third round a couple years ago with the expectation that eventually he was going to be one of your starting tackles. If ever there was the year to do it, this is the year, right? He's going into the final year of his deal. You really don't know anything about him other than, I mean, I shouldn't say that. He played last year. He played well last year at times. Nick Bosa kind of screwed him up a little bit. Um, you've seen him in action. You know stuff about him. But in terms of the everyday designated starting tackle for the Cardinals for one of those two tackle spots, you really don't know whether you're going to have him be that guy for the next five years, six years. If you re-sign Beecham, you might never find out if Josh Jones is going to be that guy for you for the next five or six years. Yeah, I know. That's true. That's true. But, you know, you, you look at how many offensive linemen they went through this year. That's why if you, you you sign him to that lower deal and you say, look, you're going to be our, you're going to be the backup. You know that's a lot less wear and tear on him. He'll still play a lot, but not have to go through the wear and tear playing all the time. Uh, but he's a great guy to have in case your starter goes down. He's a perfect guy to have in case your starter goes down, and you don't have much of a, a difference between the starter and him because he's really good. So I do, I do like that signing if they're able to do it. And then finally, Will Hernandez also made the top 100. They're projecting a three year, 12 million dollar contract for him with six million a little over six million guaranteed he is one of the four offensive linemen who you know are not under contract next year for the cardinals who might not be back next year for the cardinals i do wonder how much they'll push to try to bring him back or do they go for a total reset along that offensive line outside of dj Humphreys? Yeah, that's an interesting thing the injuries with him too you know we spoke with him just a, you know a couple weeks ago we ran into him me and you and i think he wants to be back i do i think he wants to be back with the arizona cardinals i think it would make some sense um, to have some continuity. Uh, again, they've got to redo this offensive line as best they can. They've got to bring in more bodies. They've got to have some of these teams have 8, 9, 10 quality offensive linemen. The Cardinals just don't have that. So you've got a pretty good one there. I like him. I would try to bring him back too. That's a decent number. Maybe a little bit higher than I would want, but it's a fair number for, for Will Hernandez. Texas, your thoughts on the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Anything that we're talking about, Kyrie Irving, the Suns, the Celtics, NBA or NFL free agency and how much the Cardinals should pay to keep these guys. When we come back, it's been a full day of news here in the Valley. Last night, a big night, not only for ASU, life on the bubble, but Azulis Tabellis, really, really good last night. That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. And the Sun Devils are going to snap their four-game losing streak with a gritty win tonight, 68-57, to the final score as the Sun Devils win it and post their 14th consecutive home court victory over Oregon State. Calendar flips to February, which means by the end of this month we'll really be hyper-focused on bracketology and bubble watch and who's in, who's Gotta out. Got to get ASU in. 
Got to get ASU in somehow. Trying to. Yeah, trying to. It's always, it, March Madness always tastes a little bit better when ASU's in it. It just makes it a little bit more interesting. And last night, you know, I don't know if it helped a lot, but certainly a loss would have been very, very damaging. They didn't get it. They lost, or they beat Oregon State 68-57 to to end that four-game losing streak. Now 16-7 and on the season, 7-5 and in conference. Desmond Cambridge Jr. scored 16 points. The second half was the key as ASU was trailing at halftime 35-31 and they came out and they were fantastic in the second half. 37-22 they outscored the Beavers yeah. in the second half. They needed that one bad game. They did. Up. They pulled away late. I was watching that game. DJ Horn got back in the lineup. Five points, two rebounds, two assists. But it was uh, it, the big kid had a dunk for Oregon State. He was kind of a beast. But Arizona State was able to pull away late in that game, get that home win, and give themselves a position to get this sweep against the Oregon schools. Now, they're going to have to beat Oregon uh, to get that, because right now, Joe Lenardi, he has Arizona State as the next four out. So his first four out are Texas A&M, Florida, Oklahoma, Charleston. Next four out, Wisconsin, Seton Hall, Penn State, and Arizona State. So he does not have them. He has them on the bubble, but not in a great position. Then I was looking at another uh, bracketology thing from the athletic. They don't even have him as they don't even have him on the bubble. They don't no. have him as a last next four out, first four out. They don't even have him listed. So they've got some work to do to kind of get into the bubble and put themselves in a position to get into this NCAA tournament. Yeah, this Oregon game coming up, uh, our buddy John huge. Wilner over at the San Jose Mercury News. It, it is. It's huge. He wrote about it a couple of days ago and said that's the game of the week right there because those are two, you know, kind of bubble teams battling each other and that one will go a long, long way in deciding what happens. I, I, I was shocked when I saw the athletic one that you sent in the email today, I triple-checked it. And I, I looked at it, I'm like, I don't think they said ASU. I have to I be too. Again, they didn't have ASU. I'm like, one more time, just to be sure my eyes aren't getting old. Nope, they don't have ASU listed yeah. in there at all, which, you know, I, I, I'm curious to see what this other bracket website I go to says about them all the time. But yes. Take a this- look. Do you, you take a look? Because I'm going to talk for a second about Arizona, because they bludgeoned Oregon last night. Go for they it. beat the hell out of Oregon. Because I know that's the, them's your boys that's right there. That's my team I know that. right there. That's hey. your guys. Yeah. It, Tabellus, that was the best I've ever seen him play. And I, I talked to a few different NBA teams today, and I'm trying to get I'm trying to get them to, look, you got to draft this kid. The, the things that they don't like about him, <laughs> he's not athletic and he's got stubby arms. You know, that stubby arms thing, it always comes back to get you. But, man, just a smart heads-up basketball player. He was so dominant last night. The most amazing thing was he had 40 points in the game. And he was just right on the verge of uh, breaking Al Fleming's scoring record that was set against Detroit in 1976. The problem was that nobody knew he was right there. He just needed one more basket. Creasa hits two three-pointers in the final 75 seconds instead of feeding the ball down to Tabellis. And at one time, he gets the ball. Instead of being selfish, he kicks it out to make sure that they killed some clock. So, you know, one more basket, and he breaks the record, the McHale Center scoring record that was set in 1976. But for the last minute and a half, nobody wanted to give him the damn ball. <laughs> someone's <laughs> got to know that. Okay, someone's got to know that. Someone's, someone, the sports information guy, the sports information team at you, because U of A basketball is such a big deal, they don't just have one guy doing sports information for him. They probably got like two or three guys 
or people doing sports information. Somebody there has to know. Somebody has to slip word to Tommy Lloyd and like, dude, it, just just so you know, just FYI, he's he's this close to the all-time McHale Center scoring record. Man, that's a that's a fail right there. They they, they need to know yeah. that Gambo. They need to know. Yeah, Tommy Lloyd said he didn't know that Tabellus was close to the record, saying that the communications staff are as well informed not to tell me anything. He said it's like a pitcher having a no hitter. We're just playing the game, trying to win the basketball game. So he doesn't want to know. He wow. doesn't want to know. But apparently, like the assistant coaches did know. So some of the assistant coaches, even Kreese said, I wish I did know. Of course, if I had known that, I would have given the ball to Zoo. Or definitely when we dribbled out at the end of the game, I should have dumped the ball inside. Uh, so like every, he's one basket away. He breaks the record and he doesn't get it because Kreese is jacking up threes. To, you know, Kreese, he likes to bury the other team and and taunt the other team, and he was doing that to Oregon because they beat the hell out of Oregon yeah, last night. Did. Oh my God, they killed them. According to the, the bracketologist now, U of A is either a one or a two. Um, I think they're going to be on that kind of cut line for most of the rest of the year. Probably some will have them as a one, some will have them as a two. Um, the website I like to look at is bracketmatrix.com and it's a little, it can be a little complicated. There's a lot of information on here, but the basic long and the short of it is they've got 90 brackets that they're looking at, 90 projections of brackets that they're looking at from all sorts of media sources from all around the country, right? ASU is listed on 25 of the 90 brackets. As of about two weeks ago, I think they were listed on upwards of 70 of the 90 brackets, 75 of the 90 brackets. That four-game losing streak did not help them at all. 25 of the brackets. Now, for what it's worth, Oregon's only listed on three of the brackets, three of the 90. So I I think this one really becomes another – they're almost – the key to this whole thing is going to come down to, and you've said this a couple of days ago and you're not wrong, it's going to come down to that last week of the season when they've got to go to UCLA, to USC, and at Arizona. Okay, that's going to go. You're, you're, you might have to pull an upset in there. And then it's going to come down to the Pac 12 tournament. How deep can you go? Can you beat someone you're not supposed to beat in the Pac 12 tournament? Can you get far enough to make the committee have to think about you? And then you have to root for the usual tournament nonsense where you hope there aren't a bunch of conference upsets where teams are stealing bids from others and now the at-large pool shrinks. All kind of the usual stuff for ASU, but that's the position that they've put themselves in with this four-game losing streak. It's it's that's over now, but that's that's kind of the spot they're in right now. Yeah, yeah. And then and then you look at U of A and you know one of the bracketology things I sent you has them as a one seed, another one has them as a two seed. They're right behind UCLA uh, in the Pac-12 standings, but they've got the thing that U of A's got that they've got five top 20 25 wins. Got five wins against top 25 teams. That goes a long way. And a problem for ASU is they don't have any of those wins. And they've got that really bad San Francisco loss. And so they've got a couple of those tough losses where you look at U of A. Not only is U of A just a great team, but they've got a lot of really good wins that the, that the committee loves with those five top 25 wins. Fallout Boy is headed to Talking Sick Resort Amphitheater for their So Much for Dust Tour. It's on June 30th. Tickets go on sale today at 10 a.m. You can win a pair now by going to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com. We turn our attention back to the Suns. The Kyrie Irving story has suddenly dominated the conversation. There's an offshoot to that. Is there a Kevin Durant story we need to talk about now? That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show.